the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, our last show of 2017. Oh. And we'll be back in a year. It'll be another year when we get back or something like that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everybody's still talking about the weather. It is currently, let me get my uh, 42 degrees with wind chill. It feels like 37 out there. Uh-huh. Yeah, good good time just to... Well, I'm glad I did my... Uh, Covering my limes and lemons. Oh, good! Did you? Yeah, because this is this is Jerry and I were talking about this. Is it's uh, you can still do it, but uh, it's not much fun covering things when, right at 42. when the wind is blowing and it's cool, getting colder. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you were lucky in that, and they say maybe five five days, five mornings when it'll be below thirty two, and we may get up to uh, thirty six hours of. Go uh, below, below freezing in a row. Yeah. All right. So, do we want to take a guess for the fun of it as what the temperature will be when we end the show? Uh, it's dropping pretty fast. For the yeah, fun of it, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we what we have to walk back out into. Uh, I brought my light coat just in case. That was very smart. Yeah. Okay. So if it's forty, what did I say? Forty-two now. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say it's going to be. 38. Yeah, I was thinking 38, too. I was thinking 4 degrees. I think I'm going to go 37. Holy cow. Easy, Yeah, Calvin. we're trying to be different. Yeah. Oh, man. Barry, you want to guess? Uh. You want to have a part of this? Uh. Um, I'm going to say 36 and a half. Okay. Oh, I want to be like the price is right. I want to be yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, he just wants to win. $1. <laughs> One dollar. $1. One degree. <laughs> Without going over. All right. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. We got lots of calls yesterday, and we'll take more today about people wanting to know what to cover uh, and what to do about uh, and what well, we did. We people, well, we didn't? Why are you looking to be funny? Well, well, we got at Kevin funny. Why are you looking at Calvin funny? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember lots of calls about what to cover. Yeah, the, people the, were, ca- the calls we had, uh, well, most of our conversation was about that. Yeah. And yeah, we had a few, a few conversations. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll 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 tamp it down just a little bit there. Um, and there, we'll yesterday, talk some about it some people today. called, and a few people wanted to know about what to cover. So, if you want to know what to cover, you can call us. Yeah. Whatever. 
How's that? Better? That's better. <laughs> Two on no oh, accurate. <laughs> Two on oh, 308, <laughs> We'll talk to Trace in a while and find out uh, what the uh, status is of uh, frost blankets at Millburgers, too. <laughs> I imagine they're out. Yeah, they might be, but we'll find out for sure. Two on oh, 308, I found that on blankets. Yeah. The string, you know, that is strung th- yeah. the, those grommets. Yeah. It... Uh, this probably only has a life lifetime of about four or five years because I was oh. <laughs> I was t- tightening those strings and they all b- <laughs> broke. Oh man! So so only four or five years, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm uh, on the way over here. I stopped and got some uh, yeah. They need some to put, line. They need to put that on the package. <laughs> yeah, this package will only last four to well, five you years. Well, you la- you you guys obviously haven't weren't out there in the cold weather trying to get that to work. You know, you what you say is, dang! I wish I'd tested this when Cold, it was warm. Yeah, yeah, not not at the last minute here. Were you I, doing that yesterday? Huh? You were doing that yesterday? Yesterday. Well, it wasn't as cold yesterday. No, it wasn't yeah. bad. If I was doing it today, I would. Yeah, you but I really did been complaining. That's how those blanket people get you. They make a product that has to be outdoors, and take the weathering, and only last five years. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's five, big, five it's, years is good, but I'm not. Okay. I'm just. It's not forever. Okay. <laughs> another another thing, and and blanket themselves. Yeah. Is careful about this. You you have a little tendency to overestimate its. Uh, Protective power powers, right? right. Oh. Because because uh, they're relative. You know, it, you look on them as manufactured and and for that purpose, but it's still only a a tiny, oh, yeah, tiny little product. Yeah. Four to five degrees. So if you put you, if you use the insulate, hmm. and then the blanket there, you really you really should have a a pretty good situation. Now I'm wonder. I'm a little worried about five days. Well, I guess there'll be a break of on the lime trees whether. Temperatures in the low twenties. That's that's going to damage limes. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah. limes definitely. Maybe but some lemons. defoliation. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe lemons. So if you got a you got a heat source, uh, I didn't even think about that. I should have got a mechanics light. I guess I could still could get a, mechan- a couple of mechanics lights. Yeah. How did you cover your lemon and lime? I did a. It was really nice. I did insulate. Okay, and then I did plank it over the top. And okay, I, so you've got a, I've got a do- open a dome. You've got yeah, a dome. dome on it, and then uh, generally they're uh, on wh- half whiskey barrels. Yeah. So they on uh, half of them they go all the way to the ground, on part of them they just go to the whiskey barrel. Okay. Covers. We'll so see. you could put that. Uh, mechanics light or whatever you're going to put under there. Under the edge, yeah, right under the yeah, edge. I could. That's you know, if I was going to do it, I would probably only do it on the the lime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. right, but you hate to, you know, and probably if you if we didn't have as much damage as we did last year on limes, you pro- probably wouldn't bother. But I don't want to lose limes two years in a row. There you go. You'd, I, you'd have to pay for them again. I you? know that's oh, that's true. If they freeze and, and this is two years in a row, you might have to replace them. Hmm. Gets the get you get the feeling about uh, well, maybe they're not appropriate for this area, <laughs> or or somebody else will remi- call me and remind me. Maybe you just 
don't cover them well. There you go. Yeah. There oh, you go. wow. That's just mean. Uh, <laughs> adding, adding salt to the wound. Hey, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, it was hot and dusty, but now it's pretty cool and damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what part of town are you, you in? Um, you were talking about those frosty blankets and uh, how much they protect the, the crops and the plants. But what if you just put some fence wire around your orange tree and fill the whole thing up with leaves? What, what kind of protection does that offer? Well, it's uh, it's sun protection. Yeah, yeah, we used to, they used we used to do that up north for uh, sensitive plants. the The problem is it's uh it's really an operation. Yeah. To to uh, you know, and if you got an evergreen plant, uh, it's t- it's tough to uh, put the leaves on, take the leaves off without damaging the the plant. If it's a dormant plant for the winter. Something you're just trying to protect it, or the base of a avocado or mm-hmm. or bananas. They used to mm-hmm. do that. Then 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 you could just leave it all winter. I tell I tell you, but rather than leaves, a lot of times, if we get heavy rains and whatever, the, the le- it'll moisten the leaves. And that, uh, when we were doing our citrus out in uh, out in Uvalde when they were very young. Uh, we put a cage, a cage around them, and then uh, and filled it full of uh, a cedar, cedar flakes, and they won't get wet. And uh, that, but they lose the leaves. All the leaves that you cover uh, will uh, will uh, fall off. Will really? be lost. And you always want to leave some. Uh, Stems and leaves sticking out, uh-huh. and they'll they'll burn back, of course, and freeze. But uh, uh, while while they're on there, they'll uh, give the plant a little uh, nutrients, uh, uh, nourishment. So if I I cover the Hamblin orange with a I got a fence around it with with leaves, and then all the with just leaves raked up in the yard, then uh, that's going to defoliate the plant. Probably, especially if if they're wet, and especially if they uh, are are left on. Now, the ones that we covered in Uvalde, we left on. Uh, we covered them in uh, in in December, and uh, uncovered them in March. Oh my! And and yeah. It, but that that was with cedar, cedar flake. Oh. And with. Uh, uh, they didn't get wet, and they didn't rot, and they didn't die, but they they defoliated. But uh, that that was a small, small tree. In other words, uh, uh, you know, cages or uh, cages were uh, what four or five feet tall, and uh, and we put uh, we put uh, a um, put a garbage bag around the outside of the cage. To hold the cedar flakes in, but but uh, the problem with using wire is that uh, sometimes it'll only last uh, eight or ten years, and you have to get a new wire. <laughs> oh, that's not the promise, though. They, that's they, not they make the it pro- sound like no, that wire right, is going to last right, forever. Right, right. 
Well, how about the plant? Is it going to suffer uh, damage? It, it'll probably lose its foliage, and it won't have fruit this next year. Oh, no. So Now, how, t- how, t- how tall is this plant we're talking about? It's six foot tall. Now, James, if you only leave them on there for the duration of this this freeze, and if you've got the the time to kind of dig dig it out, and then renew it if it you need to. But if it's just five days or seven days, I don't think it'll no, defoliate yeah, the yeah, plant. That's well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, all you got to do is just take the wire down, and all the leaves will fall out. Right, you know? right. So. The insulation value is there with the leaves oh, yeah. as compared with all the frost blankets and all that other happy stuff. Well, uh, does does insulate or the frost blankets uh, claim any kind of uh, claim any kind of temperature uh, change in them? I don't think they claim. I, I always say uh, covering with uh, grow web and things like that. Will give you uh, four to five degrees cold protection, and uh, I don't I don't know what insulate claims. I would I'm surprised, I'd be surprised if it was more. Of course, insulate is a little uh, thicker st- thicker than the grow web would. Just a grow web, yeah. Well, at twenty degrees, that four or five degrees didn't really make a whole lot of difference, right? That's yeah, that's true. That's the fact, yeah. So is it the same with the leaves, or we don't know? We don't know, and then it also depends on the the, the water. But I would guess I would guess you're at least as good coverage with the leaves, and that there is if you've got the time to take the leaves off after five to six days, I think you'll be fine. Your best oh, okay. your best bet uh, is to. Cover with uh, insulate or cover with plastic, and put an external heat source in there. Oh, okay. Well, I, I haven't got that done, but I've, I've got the whole thing fenced in with leaves piled up five, six foot tall. Okay. Blanket around the whole thing. Well, okay. Let's, let's well, then put your put your heat source in there too. Well, be careful about the the leaves. Leaves. I don't know about that. Well, I get them. Burn that plant down. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do like you say, Calvin, and we'll uh, after the cold weather, we'll uh, uh, take that fence off, and let the leaves fall out. Yeah, and let's and uh, let us know how it works. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, James. All right. Thanks. You take care. Happy New Year. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. We're uh, up here in the studios, but Millburgers is open today, closed tomorrow for New Year's Day, uh, but then open again on Tuesday. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hey, 
Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, inviting you to come on out and be a part of a very special event that's happening this Saturday, January 6th from 10 to 1.30. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, but the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has reached out to Millburgers and said, hey, listen, we need your help on this one. Blood is in high demand and supply is short. We are in an urgent situation, so Millburgers has stepped up to the plate. Now, normally the nursery gives you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. This time, for this blood drive, this Saturday, Millburgers will give you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you too to thank you for donating blood. But the most important thing is not the gifts. The most important thing, I guess, is the gift that you give your neighbors in South Texas. So come on out and be a part of the blood drive this Saturday, January 6th from 10 to 1.30 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. For more information, Go to MillburgerNursery.com. While you're listening to your music, there's something else you should listen to. Your body. It's demanding omega-3s, vital nutrients your body needs to stay healthy. And 90% of us don't get enough. Nordic Naturals Omega-3 Fish Oils is America's number one choice. For over 20 years, Nordic Naturals has set the standard for fresh, pure, non-GMO fish oils with award-winning taste. You'll never experience fishy burps with our multi-patented manufacturing process, ensuring you get the freshest fish oil available. Omega-3s are a great way to stay healthy, supporting your heart, brain, joints, eyes, skin, and even your immune and nervous systems. For a sound body and mind, everybody needs Omega-3s. Come into Rhonda's Nature's Way to get your Nordic Natural products with two locations, 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Spider-Man Pest Control. The new year is upon us. And if you've made some New Year's resolutions that include maybe uh, changing the way you do pest control, I know no one ever says, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to change pest control. But you know you want to do some improvements around the house. You want to make your life a little bit better and your home a little more comfortable. If that includes getting rid of insects, and Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control should be on that New Year's resolution too. Warren Remy and Spider-Man have been doing this since 1976, helping both residential, homeowners like you, and commercial where it depends, their livelihood depends sometimes on getting rid of those ants or roaches or uh, maybe it's uh, even rodents. Spider-Man Pest Control can help you out. Go to GoSpiderManPest.com to learn more about all the services they offer. GoSpiderManPest.com, whether it's a synthetic, like a chemical, or whether it's a uh, an organic method that you're looking for to solve your pest problems. GoSpiderManPest.com, the place to go. This is Hugh Hewitt for TownHall.com. As we approach a new year, it is clear that 2017 will be remembered as a momentous year for news. Perhaps the biggest story of the year will turn out to be this, how the United States defeated ISIS and its caliphate, and almost no one took notice. When ISIS was roaring to power under the watchful eye of the Obama administration, almost no one could figure out how to stop them. In less than a year, under the new military guidance of the Trump administration, ISIS has been defeated in those countries, and large swaths of those countries are now free of the terrorists. One would expect the mainstream media to cover this as they would the end of any other war. But, for the most part, we've heard only crickets. The truth is, reporting good news under the Trump administration seems to be increasingly difficult for the mainstream press. They can't even acknowledge a major victory has been won there. Story of the year number one, defeating ISIS. Story number two, losing the mainstream media. One is good, the other is horrible. I'm Hugh Hewitt. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Give us a call and be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I'll get it right. Or outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Okay. Okay. Uh, we want to definitely mention tomatoes. Yeah. Because uh, that's what a, a lot of people have got, and uh, this freeze is going to take tomatoes out, uh, and definitely take the tomatoes out. And uh, in, in my opinion, it's not worth uh, salvage. In other words, trying to protect them uh, in this kind of cold weather. It's a lot more trouble than it's worth. And the tomatoes, uh, after the temperature turns this cold. They, the fruit that's on there really doesn't size or sizes very slowly, and it definitely won't ripen because it's cold temperatures. It needs warmth, uh, degree temperatures to to warm, to ripen. So the, be, the best strategy at this time of the year with your tomatoes is go out and harvest everything that's size of a of a tennis ball and larger. And uh, put put them in a flat or or, or lay them out uh, where they singularly in in the house uh, in a warm condition, and they'll ripen faster that way and won't freeze. Uh, you can leave the smaller ones on there, the ones that are size of a golf ball, and uh, if you want to want to see what happens to those, to see maybe maybe they won't maybe the the plant may freeze. But the fruit may not. Uh, however, Calvin was talking before the show starts that we're to have, going to have several nights and, and, and a long period of time of temperatures below freezing, which means that uh, it's probably going to freeze your uh, tomatoes, definitely freeze your tomatoes, and will probably freeze your citrus. Uh, I've harvested all my satsumas. I have some in here uh, that uh, on the table here in front of us. The ratsumas. That the rats have eaten a little bit of. And, uh, Milton, you don't object to eating uh, rat-eating fruit, do you? I can't. Now, uh, you can't doctor says, doctors, yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, we uh, we, we uh, had this discussion with, uh, <laughs> what was, was, it, was it with Bear? We were discussing the rat-eating fruit. or. No. No, uh, <laughs> and uh, and we were telling people even though there, you've got some damage on the fruit, the uh, the uh, fruit is is compartmentalized. Yeah. So all you have to do is peel it, and remove those compartments that have been damaged, and uh, you you don't have to worry about uh, getting any. Uh, a rat, a rat, or squirrel, or possum. And this is this is a guy that's got a ten foot tree loaded with satsumas, and he's out there uh, picking them picking off, the up off the ground where with their, that have been rat chewed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I'm saving saving the best ones for um, my loved ones. Uh, <laughs> the ratsumas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they've all. Uh, the, the rat finished. I mean, there's ate every, got everyone off the tree. Uh, we're, we're talking about. Uh, I had something this year. Rather than a possum going in there and eating the whole fruit, it just uh, eats small areas, 
and it, it looks it looks like they they've eaten uh, eaten a little bit off with a with a uh, like they you know with teeth. Yeah, they like they taste it a little bit on the outside. Then they decide which one they want, and then they eat at their leisure, kind of yeah, uh, hollow it out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I told a story yesterday about the uh, I was out picking the satsumas and. One just fell out of midair, fell out of a oak tree, at my feet, that had been completely, completely peeled. Not a peel, not a piece of peeling left on there, and none of the fr- none of the fruit, uh, the actual in- inside of the fruit, was damaged. That and was it just the, fell out of the tree. It was, a, was, it was a miracle, the, Calvin. The ghost of Satsuma's <laughs> past. And so what do you think I did, Calvin? Ate it. There you go. Didn't bother uh, you at all. It was like manna uh, from, <laughs> from heaven. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it was a, a citrus from a, from, a, from a rat is what it yeah. ended up being. One man's treasure. Another man's treasure. But right. anyway, get those tomatoes uh, <laughs> before they freeze. Speaking of satsumas, we got Lonnie on the line calling from New Braunfels about satsumas. Two, uh, 210-308-8860. Did you hear me talking about them? Lonnie? Yeah. I don't know. Hey, Lonnie, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good morning. Or good afternoon. Um, yes, um, I bought a, I think it's Miho. Uh, variety oh, okay. of Satsuma That's good a few one. weeks ago. Did not get it into the ground. Uh, but I understand that it, 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 it's, it's okay to plant it now. In fact, it's probably a good time to plant it now. Is that correct? I would wait, though, until the freeze, those, the hard, those five days or ten days of freeze pass. Uh, I don't know. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, I, w- I would even go further than that. And uh, even though uh, Miho is... Fairly cold tolerant, and, and by that we mean uh, 22, 22 or t- uh, 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, uh, it, it might do, lose a few leaves, but uh, it won't kill the plant. But uh, since you, you just bought it and you got it in a container, yes, and it's kind of stabilized, I'd wait until uh, February to plant it, February or oh. March. Yeah, make a place at the dining room table for it, and you know. There you go. And then when you go, you, you know, can decorate you, it at Christmas. Yeah, when you go, you go out for a ride in the car, you take it with, like my neighbors do the dogs, and yeah, just let's put the leaves out the window, and it'll yeah. have a great time. Well, since our cats don't like to to be uh, walked, I guess I could uh, haul my plant around with me. There you go. You just, you just, it's just a, a bit of a gamble. That's the most sensitive. Uh, point for that plant, and since it's not in the ground in, already, it's it's just more conservative thing to do is just to protect it until we get to uh, okay. February. Now let me ask you a perhaps a more difficult question. We are either blessed or cursed with an in-ground uh, uh, sprinkler system, and uh, perhaps the best advice maybe uh, on 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 planting a plant. When I don't know what the grid is underground, uh, is the best advice just to do it carefully, or, or what? How should, how should I determine where to put the the, the plant uh, and not not cut a sprinkler line? Have you? I, I take it you haven't. You're not dealing with the 
the contractor in a while, so you know he doesn't come every year or anything. Well, the the the, the uh, sprinkler system was put in by the builder before we moved in. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think that's the best you can do. You can sometimes you can uh, estimate where the lines are between the the sprinkler heads, and you mm-hmm. get a rough idea, but then you still have to be kind of careful, and then you'll and as you as you do this, you'll you'll figure out where they are. But I I think. They don't put a surplus of lines in, so uh, so if you're careful, you should, and they're not real deep, so, right. so you, you should be able to detect where they are, and you should be pretty safe. What happens, and I've done this, I know Jerry's done this too, is when I'm thinking about something else, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I just start, well, I got six things I want to get planted right away, and I start shoveling, not thinking, and then next thing I know, or or sometimes I've even... I hit this, and I think, oh, that, that darn caliche. <laughs> stomp on it, and, and it's a pipe. And in the and you won't phase the pipe uh, most of the time, but you know, occasionally a plastic pipe, you've yeah. you've uh, pierced it, and then you then you have to do a repair job. So yeah, yeah just be careful uh, when oh. you when you plant your satsuma when you uh, pick pick a place. Uh, if you've got a southern southern exposure that gets uh, full sun or a lot of sun, that's where you want to plant your tree. Uh, well, I have. Uh, okay, I, it'll be in the backyard, and it's. I was thinking about a southeasterly. That'll work. Uh, location. That'll work as, as long as it gets plenty of sun. Oh yes. When I when I planted mine on the south side of the house. Uh, uh, it was in the full sun. Well, that was uh thirty years ago, <laughs> and now now the oaks have uh, shady. shaded it out. Well, and it's just it's it's ironic because in the thirty years, the oaks have grown and got thicker. Oh yeah, and Jerry's hair is. Well, you retreated, and he's gotten balder. <laughs> that's looking, that's looking up, hoping the tree won't grow anymore. That's funny. Same thing, same thing has happened to me. I, I, I don't, See? I don't, I don't understand how this could be. But anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, right, thank you for calling. Good luck to you. You Stay take care. Warm. Bye bye. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace over at the Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road, is on the line. I, I bet he hadn't been. I bet he can tell you how to use those. Oh, did you? Should we tell Trace about the problem with the blanket? I don't know. I don't think he'll. Uh, uh, we can. Uh, he, Trace, he, you there? He can. He can contact the manufacturer. What, Trace, do we have you? Yes, we do. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know if you heard earlier, Calvin was complaining about his blanket. I was not <laughs> complaining. Uh, I, I stated the fact that after five years, <laughs> the, the, the string in the to, through the grommets, you know, that you pull tight, you can't pull it tight anymore because it's disintegrated. And so these guys thought that I would... Of course, it's not going to last any longer than five years. What do you think? It's going to last forever? And Calvin's was, yes, I thought uh, I'd buy it once, I'd never buy it again. I said, you just, have to, you just have to make provision for that because when it's a cold day, you're rushing to beat the freeze and the string disintegrates, then you have to make other arrangements. And it's easier if you do that ahead of time than it is right at the moment. I, I would say sure. about every three to four years... 
you need to go and put get you some nylon string or or something and and re- replace that string that's in there. Yeah, even you just tie it onto the string that's in there and pull it through. Even the three uh, four years is good enough to just. Buy a new one. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking Calvin Finch up here, Trey. So. He's, he's going to, 20 years from now, Calvin will go, you know that planket I bought from uh, Melberger 20 well, years ago? Now, <laughs> still doing okay. Now, Trace, if, if I came over to get more plankets at Milberger's, would they be available right now? Yeah, how are, did y'all get beat up yesterday? Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of stuff left this morning. Uh, I think all I have right now is improvised. We've got some burlap bags for sale. Hmm. Okay. Did anybody take advantage of, of the calls in and stuff like that? Oh, you bet. Uh, most all of the most all the blankets and the frost cloth all left yesterday. We started this morning now with about seven or eight, and they lasted maybe. 15, 20 minutes. Wow. We said we said a lot of them yesterday for people that called in, and uh, Good. they prepared, and we, we saved them for them, and they came and picked them well, up. Thank you for doing that. That was a big help for people I know, because uh, I know uh, uh, Roy was here. He wasn't complaining about that, but he was complaining about he couldn't find um, things to cover his pipes with, mm-hmm. and uh, he'd been to the big box stores and couldn't find anything, and so I, I knew uh, that this was also something. So thank you for offering that to our listeners. And I want you, I want you to be sure to tell Charles trades because it's Char- Charles is convinced that nobody listens to the show, so. That uh, we we need to confirm that. Uh, so both our we, we did generate. You know what Char- Charles will say is that. Do uh, you think n- nobody has figured out that when it gets the forecast says <laughs> it's going to be five right. days they, below they never freezing that you need to cover your plants? No, they would. But it sounds know. like from what Trey said that both our listeners called yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe even was one of them from Wilson County. Could have been. I think so. So, Trace, what else is going well, on? Everything covered up? Uh, we're almost in the, we're almost done. Okay. It's only going to get colder from here, so we we started this morning with the. Uh, well, yesterday we hauled everything in that we didn't intend to cover that that couldn't take cold. So everything we still have outside can take cold, but you know we have to take better care of things than the average person because we want the blooms to stay on the pansies, and we want the blooms to stay on the cycle, and we want everything in sellable condition. Uh, we would take this this cover stuff off. So, yeah, granite, granite pansies would survive the, the cold and without covering and the snapdragons, but they they wouldn't be sellable for several weeks. Yeah, so you know, we, uh, and I I I would guess that they're more those blooms are more susceptible up there, three feet in the air than they are close to the ground where there's some heat radiating. I don't know, right. you know just but, like a bridge gets iced mm-hmm. or something. But uh, that's an so interesting we, question. The way we cover. The way we cover it keeps the cold out of the, the coming in the side. We cover all the way to the ground, so we're we're trying to trap some of that yeah, radiation heat source from the ground. Huh? Okay. Do y'all do y'all move the uh, uh, cyclamen in, or do you just cover them? They're covered. They're covered. Okay. Now I did not yet cover my cyclamen. I'm debating. You better not debate anymore. If it was not going to be that. 30 hours in a row with below freezing temperatures that I would, because I, I want, I'm still not convinced that it's more, it's, it's susceptible to freeze as we, as we have declared. We're just, we're really conservative <laughs> on the cyclamen because He's it's. He's in denial. 
<laughs> yeah, last year, didn't when he was crying? Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. But, he can't remember that far back. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, uh, Trace, what what kind of experience have you had with the, the uh, Primula, with the Primrose? About the same as the Cyclamen or, the pan, or are they as good as Pansers? The only thing that tends to go is the bloom, but uh, our, all of ours are blooming, so we're, we're going to cover the tables just to keep the blooms on. Okay. Yeah, because that would be an, another interesting experiment. I, I might leave a portion of each just to see. Um, well, I left I left two cyclamen out to see what would happen, and uh, I looked at one primrose out to see what happens. There okay, cool. Good. All right, that's You mean good. one plant or one uh, section? One plant, and, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to charge. I'm going to charge them to Calvin. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. That might be better than letting my go, my plants get. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, what? Do, how about the Christmas trees? Have they started coming in for recycling? Uh, had, yeah, we already had five come back. Oh, wow. and, uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful program. So uh, we can make a, a second life for all of these trees as mulch for uh, for our purposes here around the bottom burlap trees or out in landscape jobs so um it's it's a great multi-use for something that would normally go to the dump plus yeah. you get a 20 you get a 20 percent discount if you bring in your tree to they get do. recycled so yeah, nope. i don't care whether i don't care whether you bought the tree from me although i prefer it uh but <laughs> don't bring the tree back undecorated we will get it ground up for you and recycled uh, and in the process, give you a coupon for twenty percent off uh, of your next purchase, and I believe that expires towards the end of February. And that's entering regularly priced merchandise, and through end of February, right, twenty eighth. And that's for every tree that you bring in, Trace. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you bring me two trees, I'll give you two coupons. Oh, uh, Jer- Jerry's going to scour the neighborhood now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, two coupons. That means you'd have to buy at forty percent off. No, that means you'd have to. Uh-oh. You'd buy. Like, you get twenty percent off. Twenty percent. Oh, okay. But yeah, Jerry's mind. You could see it working. You could do it. Yeah, you can <laughs> buy two separate. Give me money. If I, <laughs> if I bring you five in, I get something free. He's got that Aggie math going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> so let's see. That's happened. That started already, and it goes through, I think, the 13th of January. And uh, next Saturday, we've got the uh, the blood drive. You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, this, this time of year, or any time of year, there's a heavy demand for blood. And so uh, quarterly, we have the, the uh, blood drive here, and uh, Charles is up the ante. Mm-hmm. It is not. It is not going to be a ten dollars gift certificate from Mill Burgers. It's going to be a twenty dollars gift certificate. Wow! From Mill Burgers. Yep. He's in a. He's in a holiday mood, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And that's next weekend. That's next weekend, yeah. starting at ten, going yep. to one thirty. So you could bring your. You could give blood, blood, and get a twenty dollar no, no. deal. And then you could bring your two <laughs> Christmas trees in and get two twenty percent certificates. You're right. Wow. They can, they can save all the way around. He's, he's working uh, this. Leave, leave us their Christmas tree and leave us some blood. And, uh, there you go. You got, you got great, uh, a great future garden in front of you. There you go. 
Poor well, Charles, if he's listening, is just crazy. But you know, it's it's Jerry. For for him to take advantage of all these wonderful discounts, he'd have to buy something. Oh, no. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> but that does not include if there's blood on the Christmas tree, though. <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Well, what else is going on, Trace? I guess it's kind of, is it? you said the, the growers were closed this week, so... Uh, um, we'll start having we'll start having merchandise showing up uh, first part of next week, I believe, on Tuesday. We're oh, good. Trees in, yeah. And it's so still it's still a wonderful time for shade tree planting. Uh, oh, sure. The, the, uh, yeah, the CPS and, rebate is still mm-hmm. going on, so you know they can take advantage of that and uh, save fifty dollars uh, for up to five trees planted in their yard in the correct place. Well, you have to if you've got three or four of those discounts we've talked about and rebates, you you have to enlist the help of your accountant to to figure out what the best of the tell to take advantage of it. And then the new tax break too you can take it. Oh, is there a new tell? <laughs> um that'd, that'd be a great uh, great set of things. So there you go. Christmas tree off, uh, leave some blood and have uh, CPS give you a rebate on your uh-huh. uh, your bill and uh, save money all the way around. So Trace will explain. Call Trace now at four nine seven three seven six zero, and he'll explain all this and how it works. Um, and yet you guys are closed tomorrow, but open on Tuesday, right? That is correct. Yeah. So, uh, well, we'll we will uh, we'll be back at the nursery next Saturday, and uh, in the meantime, you'll have a wonderful New Year's. Okay. You too. Thanks, sir. Thanks for calling. Bye, Trace. Happy right. New Year. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, inviting you to come on out and be a part of a very special event that's happening this Saturday, January 6th, from 10 to 1.30. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, but the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has reached out to Millburgers and said, hey, listen, we need your help on this one. Blood is in high demand and supply is short. We are in an urgent situation, so Millburgers has stepped up to the plate. Now, normally, the nursery gives you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. Process. This time, for this blood drive, this Saturday, Millburgers will give you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too, to thank you for donating blood. But the most important thing is not the gifts. The most important thing, I guess, is the gift that you give your neighbors in South Texas. So come on out and be a part of the blood drive this Saturday, January 6th, from 10 to 1.30 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. For more information, go to Millburgers. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength 
BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com. Bottom Line Realty Advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside our radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Some people just think they have the answers, but at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we beg to differ. With hosts like Hewitt, Gallagher, Frager, Medved, and Elder, it's clear to see who has the answers. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Alan Warren, and if you're an RV enthusiast, join me for two hours of RV and fun with The RV Show, brought to you by PPL Motorhomes, every Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m., right here on AM 9.30 The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and we're ready to talk gardening with you. So call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Still 42 degrees, 37 with the wind chill. So uh, it hasn't dropped anymore since we've been here for 45 minutes. There well, you go. I don't know. I think, Jerry, I would, uh, on greens... I'd go ahead and uh, harvest if you're going to use some for the meals for the next few days. I'd go ahead and yeah harvest some of those because they'll burn. Yeah, burn back. But you don't you don't you think you don't think the Crawford lettuce will burn? No, I've never seen it uh, burn. Uh, so what do you mean by greens? Oh, I mean charred mustard uh, greens. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Turn up turn up greens. I have never seen the kale. Burn either, but I've only grown it for. A that, of years. That's right, kale or collards. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I had collards. Collards were. Uh, it's been a while since I ate them. They're very good. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about yesterday. Uh, if you've got broccoli that's headed, that's heading out, and you're waiting for it to be get a little bit bigger, same way with cauliflower. Uh, the the broccoli and cauliflower will freeze sooner or or more readily freeze when the if it's headed uh when the temperature drops below 30 yeah so so you need to harvest that and that it stores pretty well for you know for 
uh, a week or so, but you can use it up. Most of us don't have, well, I'm saying that. Then I keep myself in mind where I get overwhelmed by broccoli sometimes. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, use use what you can. And if you were planning on being able to use it or to pass it on to somebody, harvest it now before there's five days of cold. Because it freezes and it... Uh when broccoli freezes, of course, it's, it's a flower head. Broccoli is a flower. We eat the flower head. Uh, and when broccoli freezes, the uh, the florets, uh, the little flowers, become loose and droopy. They're, they're not tight like, like they are in a, in a regular a regular harvested broccoli. You know, my peppers and my eggplant have fared much better than the tomatoes so far from the huh. cold so i know peppers will yeah we've yeah i was harvesting i got more uh, jalapenos than i can use we don't use a lot of them yeah uh, but i've been harvesting them and harvested all the eggplants because i don't think they'll make it no they won't um so kind of make that assessment on your uh your garden that if you're a lot of those plants it's uh, probably not worthwhile to try to protect but um, you can certainly harvest everything that's available. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are kind of new in the gardens, a lot of times we overlook people that uh, that have just started and they don't know what's going to freeze and what won't freeze because we seldom have uh, extremely cold temperatures down here. But uh, I've got Calvin's uh, article that he wrote about uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, two or three weekends ago on... Uh, Preparing for cold weather. It's on plantanswers.com, uh, the website plantanswers.com, and it's in red and uh, on the topics of the month, and it's the second listing. It says preparing for cold weather, and that's Calvin's article that appeared uh, in the Express on the 9th. And uh, in that, he, he talks about how to cover, and he also talks about what to cover. He says bougainvilleas, of course. Uh, that uh, they they will freeze. I said, uh, uh, bougainvilleas quit blooming when we have a few days near 40 degrees and can be damaged with temperatures at 32 degrees. They need to be protected from freezing temperatures and they do not need to have have light all winter. They do actually, they do uh, perfectly well piled up in the corner of a garage of a shed or, or a shed as long as it never falls below 32 degrees in the building. So uh, if you want to protect your bougainvillea, a lot of, a lot of people uh, uh, don't think it's worth, worth all the trouble, and they just go ahead and get a new one on, on sale the following year. But uh, Hey, we need to hang on to the list. We need to talk to Margie real quick at 210-308-8867. I know. I've, it's, I just, it's a psychic thing. Oh, we'll, okay. we'll fix it during it's the It's a cycle thing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hi, Margie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. Good. Uh, How can thank we help you? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I have a salvia, and it's uh, salvia and then Greggy. I read, and it's a small plant, and I have it in a terracotta pot, but it's on the north side of the house. Uh, is that 
cold sensitive or what? I I no, just no, bought it no, last ma'am. summer. No, ma'am. It's uh, it it won't freeze. Uh, Salvia Greg I won't freeze. It may defoliate it, but uh, it should come back uh, and it, and it may freeze some of the smaller stems. But generally, they come back from the root system. Is, is how, how long has it been in that container in that location? Uh, just since uh, last summer okay. or last spring. I can't remember. It was, but it was last. How how big is the container? Uh, I would say about uh, 12, 12 inches round. Yeah, it should be. That should be all right. I I just we don't think about. Uh, I don't never notice that they're sensitive in a container, even no, not like some of like uh, your dwarf yopon holly. Yeah, yeah, I think they're root hardy. Should do fine. Well, thank you. You, well, don't, you I, don't have to worry about that one. Oh, uh, okay, that's yeah, good. Uh, that's Jerry Parsons. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> that Calvin's got a money back guarantee on that deal. <laughs> if you lose it, he'll. Uh, not, not only come out and bring a new plant, he'll replant it for you. Man, is he nice. Isn't he nice? He is. All right. You have a happy new year, Margie. <laughs> Thanks, Margie. You take uh, care. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. All right. We're going to talk to Evelyn on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Evelyn. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Cold. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's going to get colder. Oh, okay. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> I like the hot weather. I agree. Was, did Evelyn have the uh, the horse herb? Yes. What's this going to do to her horse herb? Well, I hope it freezes I'm, down. I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm, I'm afraid it won't do anything to the horse. Oh, that, uh-huh. Does it make it stronger? Yeah. It, Probably. It, it just kind of red. <laughs> See, it's growing now, and uh, so it just this cold weather might... Uh, kind of freeze the tops yeah a little bit but that gives it a rest from growing uh-huh. so it's it it stronger yeah it comes up stronger after <laughs> this is quite rest. a plant yeah. okay i have cauliflower that's just starting ahead now so that's going to freeze right well but just you see the little bitty cauliflower down in there yes He's okay thinking, I, I was thinking is it, it it needs to be more mature yeah, is it high? Freeze. Is it down in the, the? My garden is down in the bottom of the yeah. low area. Or is is this in the, in level ground or? Yes, it's level ground. I also have you know bushes protected from the north. But when it's going to be that cold, that uh, I don't think that's going to help it any no. either. I I would probably take a chance. I, I mean, I I can't imagine covering cauliflower, but. You're, you're probably getting close to where you'll get a little yeah. fringe damage for sure, but uh-huh. I, I, don't, I don't think I'd fool with it. I, I mean, okay. I'd, I'd let it, I'd, I don't think it's going to get that cold. I don't know why it's taken so long this time. But the first two plants that I got, they not, didn't even start with the little. Um, so it was a little full of. Uh, well, and I had the uh, opposite experience, Evelyn, because I've always, I'm always saying. Uh, well, that cauliflower takes so long, and Jerry looks at me funny. And then this year, the cauliflower uh, produced their heads almost as fast as the broccoli did and surprised the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. So I'll, next time I'll trade your variety. Well, the big head, the big head. Well, mine didn't. Cauliflower, huge. Okay, okay. Uh, 
And my son-in-law planted the same time I did. We got the plants at the same time, and he's got cauliflower, and he had broccoli a lot sooner than I did, so I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, part of it is the bad mouth in that horse herb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, horse herb has a lot of influence in the plant community. Uh, it's surprising. <laughs> I guess I just won't have no garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so it wouldn't even hurt to uh, cover it with uh, insulate or something like that. Would it help any? Yeah, it would help, help that to cover yeah, it. Give, mm-hmm. uh, give a few, few degrees of uh, cold protection. Yeah, uh-huh. if if it's if easy, got it. yeah, if it's easy, it would. Because uh, the other thing, it it lays easily on top and doesn't get tangled. That's true. So that's not a big, a uh, real big deal. Uh-huh. You, put, put, you you could if you don't have insulate or any of those coverage, you could use a blanket, just an just a one of your older blankets, uh-huh. and throw that on the top of it. But I have the insulate though. Oh, okay, okay, then you can use yeah. that then. All right. Happy New okay. Year. Happy New Year. Happy right. New Year. Thanks right. for coming, all, calling all the time. Yeah, we, we, we enjoy talking to you. <laughs> me bugging you. Ah, <laughs> Thanks a lot. Y'all keep up the good work. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, thank everyone. you for calling. Bye-bye. You take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Got a couple minutes before uh, we get caught up with the news. You got anything? Or you want me to talk a little bit about what's happening at the nursery? I'll talk about what's happening at the you nursery. Do you know what's happening at the nursery? I do. We've got the blood drive They're covering everything up and moving everything in. That's true. But next Saturday, <coughs> what's the weather supposed to be like next Saturday? Better? I yeah, a little bit. Warming up a little bit. Good. Okay. Well, we yeah, can, only it'll be. We encourage you to come on out to the uh, blood drive. The uh, South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has uh, told Millburgers, look, we're, we're, we're uh, in an urgent situation. So Millburgers has stepped up. And normally, the, the blood drive is from 10 to 1.30. Normally, they give you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. So you go in there, and even if you're, you, for some reason you can't give blood, uh, they'll still give you the $10 gift certificate. But this one, because of the urgency, Millburgers is going to give you a, a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you as well. I'm going to suggest, too, that you go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can make your reservation. That'll uh, if you're if time is a concern, it doesn't take long. I've done it now twice without a reservation, uh, and it doesn't take much time. But that reservation gets you right in, so uh, you might want to do that if uh, time is of an issue. But come on out, mark your calendar. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, and you can find out more about the blood drive coming up next Saturday from ten to one thirty. We'll take a break. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero. 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up right here on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Again, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we want you to call and be a part of the show if you've got questions about the weather, if you've got questions about uh, maybe you even got some ideas, uh, some things you want to accomplish in 2018, you can call us and get our advice on that at 210-308-8850. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we, it. It's all kinds of advice, not just, not just gardening. If you've got some resolutions on weight loss, We'll help you with that. Oh, uh, forget that. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Just remember, you got to save up that, that weight. It's very important. All these skinny people. Yeah. If we have a food shortage or something, uh, this freeze stops the uh, grocery store deliveries or yeah. something. Those skinny people are going to be the first to go. All right, then. Uh, so, uh, so, oh, We're okay. Us uh, so fat boys will be running around <laughs> yeah. here for months. <laughs> so just remember, remember those New Year's resolutions. They get you in trouble. That's true. Or if you get sick, yeah. you get in the hospital or something. Yeah, you want you want a little extra surplus there. That's good well, to even, know. Skinny even, people, gone. Even oh. better yet, if they got a garden full of healthy green vegetables, they're, those are the ones that will... What's he talking about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kale and collards. Oh, and geez. That's turnips. Why, that's why rutabagas. That's carrots. Why you, that's why you're in the hospital. You ate some of that stuff. Yeah, how long uh, were they, people? They kill me these smoothies that they're making. In, what uh, were you? Uh, oh, yeah, those are those are kind of cool things. Do you take Back it? 10 years ago, if, if somebody would have shown you a smoothie, you'd have thought it was a slime or something on the bottom of the. Fishbowl with all the uh, all the green stuff, the kale. Yeah, the greens and um, what is it that the people like now? It's a, it's almost become a superfood. Uh, it's a beets. Oh, oh beets! Beets are huge now in juices. Yeah, oh, beets are they? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, beets are always been the high nutrition item yeah. and everything. I like I like beet greens. They're my favorite greens. But you ever, they're, if you they're ever, harder, they're hard to grow. Have yeah. you ever tried to juice beets? Uh, yeah. you, you're, you're careful because beet juice stains uh-huh. everything. <laughs> it's nice, rich, and red, uh, and it gets yeah. all over everything. It doesn't clean up well. At least I didn't find it did. But uh, anyway. boiled boiled beets, yeah, sliced was, beets are wonderful. What was one the, of my favorites. What's the beet soup? Isn't there a, uh, is a yes? What is it? It's a famous is it the vichyssoise. Is that beet soup? Is I thought that was a tomato. Maybe it is tomato. It's that cold tomato soup is vichyssoise. But there, but there is a be there is a beet. borscht. Borscht, yeah. Okay. Russians, the good Russian beets. <laughs> Eat those beets. Rutabaga. Let's see what's that. What's the rutabaga soup? I don't know. I don't know. If you could make potato soup, couldn't you make rutabaga soup? I think it, he could. It's too, it's too soon after lunch to be talking about <laughs> that all that nasty stuff. People are sorry up chucking all over the, all over <laughs> the area. I see. Okay. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Do you want to continue talking about uh, the Calvin's article? You mentioned uh, bougainvilleas and stuff to cover. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We just he was that bougainvilleas, and we haven't talked a lot about it this fall, but. Uh, all those tropical plants definitely need, if you want to preserve them, they definitely need to be in shelter for these these five days. And uh, just like Jerry mentioned, the bougainvillea is probably uh, quit blooming if it's uh, oh, in the open and we've, if with all this cool weather we've had. 
but uh, it'll defoliate and and probably will uh, die if it's uh, in a container and gets down to uh, below freezing for 30 hours straight. So get it inside if you want to preserve it. Yeah, you can cut it back or you not cut it back, whatever. Well, the, most most people that have food with bougainvilleas for several years will not will cut it back before they bring it in because it'll scratch the heck out of it. Oh, it's like it, it jumps out at you. Yeah. Phil Ho- Hovey, and I I never could figure out if he did that tongue-in-cheek, but he was he was a great, uh, he's a master gardener and a great bougainvillea yeah. grower and propagator. And he'd say, don't, yeah, don't cut those back until you bring them out in the spring. And I always mm-hmm. thought maybe he did it because he liked people to suffer when they were trying to <laughs> take care of them and, and decide just to, I'll just buy new ones every year. So. But uh-huh. anyway, uh, uh, when in doubt, just bring it in if you want to. Or you can call call us and we'll tell you whether it's going to freeze or not. Uh, y'all are talking about those potions, a uh, mix of potions. Uh, I got a, a response on what, uh, where they they got the name porterweed. You remember we talked oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. a couple of <coughs> weeks ago, and uh, uh, our buddy Dennis and and uh, uh, Austin came back with a good report, and uh, uh, Forrest Appleton sent me a. Uh, uh, kind of a conver- condensed version of it, it says uh, about porterweed. says, throughout the Caribbean and in Florida, these plants are commonly called porterweeds in reference to the medicinal uh, property bestowed upon them. A, fo- a forming porter-like brew. What's a porter-like brew? Like a porter? Yeah. Like a beer? Like a Oh, is that a beer? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I uh, that's know. why they call it porterweed. Well, really? Because they make a porter-like brew, much like beer. Okay. It's made from at least one species in the Bahamas. This concoction is used as a drink for fever, hmm. for the cool for the cooling of the blood, whatever that means. That's in parentheses. As a wash for skin irritants, and to to relieve constipation. Yeah, they, every everybody's always trying to fool with constipation or diarrhea. Milton, have you noticed that? I have noticed that. That must be a serious problem. Uh, and for worms and children, uh, whether it works or not is open to the condition. <laughs> so the word, the word porter is not after a person it, named Porter. Is it helping to relieve you of worms and children? Or yeah, both of those probably okay. at the same time. Uh, but it's uh, it's it's named like a porter, like okay, like a beer. Jennifer is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hi there. Thank you. I'm looking forward to New Year's Eve this evening, <laughs> and, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Sure. Um, I uh, moved into a, a house uh, last year, and the previous homeowners, they never did any kind of lawn treatment uh, at all, and um, we've got just a, an enormous amount of burr grass in this big 
beautiful yard that we can't use. <laughs> and uh, what are, what are the best ways to, to get rid of that, that burgrass? And it's uh, the really sharp, hard ones. Sand, uh, sandburrs? Are they sandburrs? Um, where, where are you located? Stone Oak? Well, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Stone Oak, uh, near Timberwood Park. Okay. Now, the sand, do they, do they, are they round and they got pricklies all around and they stick right to you? Really sh- Yeah, they're really sharp. They're like needles. Okay. Hard uh, and sharp and painful. <laughs> well, the, the, the best way to control them is with a, if it, it's a regular sandbur, it's a, it's a summer uh, annual weed and you control it by a pre-emergent herbicide like a maize or crabgrass uh, preventer works, dimension works, and you apply it uh, twice. You apply it uh, about March 1 and then May mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. And there's a really good write-up in plantanswers.com that tell, tells you how to deal with it. And it, it, it's once you've got the burrs, really tough to deal with. Um, mm. But you can, you know, you can drag a burlap bag or a carpet remnant over and try to pick up a lot of the the sand burrs. A young child with right. a thick coat. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> Jerry says a kid, a squid. And, and our dogs, so they, they yeah. pick them up too. <laughs> but they, but, but it's an annual weed, so yeah. So that with this cold weather, the plant is going to die. Unfortunately, the sandburrs are there. Are there? Uh, yeah, okay. and so you want you got two problems. You got the burrs that are there now. You got to try to deal with them, get them picked up somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. Or when one thing that works, if if there uh, is enough open area for the sandburrs to grow, you probably will have rescue grass or annual. Um, a winter grass weed, and so that'll grow up over those sandburrs, and maybe it won't be a big a problem. But for sure, uh, for sure, you want to prevent the growth next year, and that's yeah, that's yeah. the pre-emergent. And so, go you know go the, go to plantanswers.com. The maze. That's plant, the plantanswers.com. Yeah, and some okay. of the uh, some of the products are Dimension, Amaze, Crabgrass mm-hmm. Preventer. And you can get them at Mill Burgers or uh, lots of places. And, okay, and, and, and you want, on plantanswers.com, you want to do a search for uh, grass burrs. A lot of people call them grass burrs. Uh, so, uh, and that'll find the article. Okay. Excellent. Well, this, this, I'm, 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 hopefully we can get this under control and then we can actually use it. But the, the soil is also so depleted in nutrients. Uh, the, the grass is, is about to die and, and uh, no amount of water is really going to save it. So I've got to enrich the soil too. Um, and because uh, it's very, very thin, um, it's 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 just what the builder, the house was built in 2008, and it's just what they laid down, and uh, so it is is just not happy altogether. But I guess one one problem at a time. <laughs> yeah, you got you got a problem there because you can't you can't add the soil. I mean, you can't enrich the soil with compost or anything without interfering with the pre-emergent herbicide. Yeah. 
I guess if you did, uh, you could do that now. Yeah, if you did that soil enrichment now, mm-hmm. and then you went ahead in the March and did the treatment, that might that might work fine. Yeah, and then oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, but but of course you can't can't plant grass seed either, but you could put sod right. down. Okay. Well, or I'm I'm just trying to kind of get the the grass that's still there to to grow again. Okay. Um, that, that is, it, is it Bermuda grass or or what kind of grass is it? I wish I knew. I I really don't. I'm not sure. This it's the this grass generic grass that they laid down in all the neighborhoods. Uh, in uh, I'm on uh, Lakeside at Canyon Springs of uh, uh, Canyon Golf Road. So if it's all that that building there. I really have no idea. Unfortunately, I'm not you guys. I wish I had your knowledge, but I don't know which grass is. It is it full sun? Full sun? I'm sorry? Is it sunny, full sun? Or do you have trees? It's full sun. Oh, yeah, okay. oh, it must be Bermuda grass then. Or so St. So so Augustine. In our suburbs. No, it's, no oh. I know it's not St. Augustine. Okay. It's a very thin. Uh, I love St. Augustine. That's the one grass I know. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's, so, it's very uh, thin um, blade. It's probably um, Bermuda. That would work then if you did your soil enrichment now and your pre-emergent, your and your your Bermuda grass is a perennial, and so it would uh-huh. take advantage of the soil enrichment, and and the uh, herbicide would not prevent it from growing. So good oh, luck. All right, thank you guys so much, and, and again, have a great New Year's Eve, and a blessed year to come. Thank, thank you, you, Jennifer. You too. Hi, Jennifer. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and outside of San Antonio, it's toll-free. It's 866-308-8867. Uh, I, got, I got some uh, things to think about before the hard freezes come. And uh, we talked about yesterday about watering plants. In other words, plants don't need to be dry when the cold temperatures come. But by the same token, you can't go out and water half a day before and expect the results. So it it may be too too late to to water. Now we've had some. When did we have the last rain? We we had rain a couple of. Three days ago, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, a little bit. And yeah, soil moisture is not too bad. That's what that's what I was thinking to say. Maybe we containers, not like a drought. Yeah, uh, for containers. Some containers are dried. I noticed. And if if you got containers uh, that that wouldn't that hadn't been watered in a while uh, and are dry, uh, you need to water those uh, before the temperature gets extremely cold. Yeah, so you got a few days. When the temperature is going to f- freeze, but it's the, the really that really cold that thirty hour spell is a little later in the week, so right. so you might have some impact. And disconnect and drain all hoses before temperatures drop below freezing. Oh. Yeah, there's always it's always great to have a lot of hoses and, <laughs> and spigots until it gets this time. You know, then yeah, you got to you try to drain them. Make sure all everything is. Uh, Covered that needs to be covered. Anything that's sticking out of the of the ground is is uh, susceptible. Uh, cover tender plants, including pansies and other flowering annuals. Pansies. Uh, did did uh, didn't Trey said they were covering with their pansies too? They're covering, yeah, everything. Yeah. 
because he, he, he of course, I think what he was talking about is pansies won't, won't, they won't kill the plants or anything, but it uh, may damage the foliage a little bit, and so they have mm-hmm. to keep their plants cosmetically perfect yeah. out there. I would so expect that's why they cover pansies. And they're plus they're up on on uh, shelves. Yeah. And so they're more, they're more subject to damage. But I I've just never covered pansies in uh, in the garden, and they they make it through. Oh yeah, yeah. And p- snapdragons are going to be the bloom will be affected, and so will stocks. Dianthus, I think so too, based on the experience this year. But I don't know that it's worth it to cover everything, all the cool weather plants. They'll come back and they'll bloom. Right. Uh, they'll reset buds and they'll bloom again um, in February. And remember, any subtropical plants or house plants that you may have moved outdoors for a few days and bring them back into protection for the duration of the cold. In other words, uh, if you got any house plants out on the patio or something, uh, you you might want to move those in. Now, a lot of people have house plants out on the porch uh, or out on the patio that's gotten too big to move in, or they're not the people are not uh, physically able to to move their house plants in. If that's the case, move them to the south wall. If you've got a south wall closest to the house, close to the house, because they yeah, they'll yeah. get uh, some heat from the house. I bet it's really cold if you don't have a south wall in your house. Well, it probably is. <laughs> I'm talking about outside. Uh, but uh, uh, and then then if you can't throw a blanket over them, or a blanket or or some some type of a protective cloth over them, uh, so it's using the warmth of that uh, house to uh, to keep keep the uh, the plants. You'd be surprised, well, how much how much heat a house loses yeah. through the through the walls. You could be positive about it, and you see, be surprised how much heat oh, is provided yeah. to protect your plant. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Uh, but what, when they always show those infra, infrared yeah, photos in those houses, mm-hmm. especially houses in our kind of climate where you know, you're not faced with the cold every yeah. single day, and so they're just just brimming with the, the heat flowing out of them. Hey, well, hang on to that for a sec. We've got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Callan Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, inviting you to come on out and be a part of a very special event that's happening this Saturday, January 6th, from 10 to 1.30. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive, but the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has reached out to Millburgers and said, hey, listen, we need your help on this one. Blood is in high demand and supply is short. We are in an urgent situation, so Millburgers has stepped up to the plate. Now, normally, the nursery gives you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the 
process. This time, for this blood drive, this Saturday, Millburgers will give you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too, to thank you for donating blood. But the most important thing is not the gifts. The most important thing, I guess, is the gift that you give your neighbors in South Texas. So come on out and be a part of the blood drive this Saturday, January 6th, from 10 to 1.30 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. For more information, go to millburgernursery.com. Run does nature's way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. Vitamin C, A, or D? Which vitamin is right for me? Minerals? What are those? If anyone knows, Rhonda's knows. Rhonda's nature's way. It's time to get healthy. Come on, everybody, let's go. There are two Rhonda's locations. Right here in San Antonio. For over 41 years, we've been blessed to serve you. Our staff is getting you healthy. Because that's just what we do. We thank God to be here and for so much more. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. As we approach a new year, it is clear that 2017 will be remembered as a momentous year for news. Perhaps the biggest story of the year will turn out to be this, how the United States defeated ISIS and its caliphate, and almost no one took notice. When ISIS was roaring to power under the watchful eye of the Obama administration, almost no one could figure out how to stop them. In less than a year, under the new military guidance of the Trump administration, ISIS has been defeated in those countries, and large swaths of those countries are now free of the terrorists. One would expect the mainstream media to cover this as they would the end of any other war. But, for the most part, we've heard only crickets. The truth is, reporting good news under the Trump administration seems to be increasingly difficult for the mainstream press. They can't even acknowledge a major victory has been won there. Story of the year number one, defeating ISIS. Story number two, losing the mainstream media. One is good, the other is horrible. I'm Hugh Hewitt. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomLineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Nice, we had fireworks. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. There they go again. All right. 
But meanwhile, my dog is listening to the radio and now hiding, under, hiding the under the bed. Hiding under the bed. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot for that. All right. 210-308-8867. Y'all going to go downtown and uh, celebrate tonight? <laughs> <laughs> It may be a little cold for us. I, I think I think I'll we can watch the, on TV. The dedicated uh, yeah, uh, new, revelers, new, uh, the new reporters uh, out there freezing their personals off. Yeah, uh, they're in parkas and uh, yeah. I, th- I think I'll be at home and maybe start a fire. I haven't had a fire in a couple of years. Oh, that'd be nice. Do you uh, have any wood? Oh yeah, a lot of wood. Uh-huh. Uh, I get I get some wood from Dr. Larry Stein. You oh, know, do, do, do you remember pe- pe- pecan trees often? Twenty five years ago, when you got some wood from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I did get some from you. <laughs> I'm disappointed in Calvin. What? How many days have we been talking about this cold weather? How many weeks? You know, yeah. a couple of weeks we've talked about. Not once. Hear me. Not once. As he mentioned, the birds. Oh, I know the poor low flying bird. That is sad, Calvin. Yeah, I guess I guess I've just been confident that they are. <laughs> you trained us already. <laughs> it was funny you mentioned that. I was looking out there and it almost looked like there were some kind of uh, swallows flying out there. I don't know what they uh-huh. what they're doing. Of course, there's no insects in the air. But Calvin, that's the airport. Yeah, there's a lot of things flying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, these these their wings are moving. Uh, my neighbor called and said he uh, just t- today or he left a message, text message saying that uh, he's st- still got uh, hummingbirds, uh, Rufus hummingbirds wow. at his uh, plants, and I've seen them at the, the feeder. I still got the feeder out, but they're they're really the birds are really. F- at the, I know you were going to mention that yeah. yesterday that there, this is this this is not like last year, where the mild we- weather, the plants kept producing weeds or or we had a lot of rain and everything yeah. all, yeah. so there was a lot of uh, foliage produced, so the birds have been taking, uh, taking uh, advantage of the feeders for sure suet and, and Ooh, seeds, yeah. I bet they'd like the suet. Yeah, that might, that's a nice. Yeah, nice uh, project if you got the kids at home too from school mm-hmm. and and uh, get some feeders or or put, fill the feeders. Yeah, that's what I've got to do. Fill my feeders. Yeah, because the birds, uh, you know, the cardinals, uh, ten cardinals at once. I've seen several times, and their cardinals kind of kind of come in the evening when everybody else is done, and they're there, and it's really. Yeah, they come in. I notice they come in late. Yeah, almost at dark. That's right. Hmm, that's weird. So I used to you say you want to see them, and they're coming in at dark. What yeah. is all they that about? They don't get there. They don't cooperate. I don't know. Well, I think it's easier to compete with uh, white-winged doves. Uh, yeah, well, that may be true too. Yeah, and English sparrows when then in the evening they don't they're not hanging around there. But you uh, know that's one thing. I've never had a lot of English sparrows or starlings. Really? Uh, near uh, now, I feed I feed that uh, black old sunflower. Uh-huh. Is that what they call it? Yeah, sunflower seed. And uh, y- y- in Tennessee, I know when I was going to put I, I put a, and that's something that you can do for your, if you got somebody that's uh, homebound or, or in a place that they can look out a window, uh, an old older people older person, that's really a great 
great Christmas gift to give them uh, is, is a bird feeder outside the window. Because e- even in the shade, or <laughs> the, the birds really don't care about the shade or, or whatever. Yeah. But uh, you can put it out there in the in the in the shrubs or put it out, put it out there and hang it out where they can see it. And uh, off the eaves in front of the window is really a pre- pretty good. Yeah. But you got to yeah you got to be able to reach it to fill it. Hopefully somebody will fill it for them or if they can. Yeah. yeah. They're active enough to get at it. Well, maybe, maybe if you live in the same town, that can be one of the presents. Is keep it, mm-hmm. keep it, and you visit, and you're visiting. Yeah, that is. So a good when idea. you visit, you can. And uh, I, I think I've told that story where I was going to get one for an old family friend in uh, Tennessee, and she was real a uh, neat freak, and she <laughs> she did, she she liked to see the birds, but she didn't want all those. Uh, Seed holes and things like that. And I was going to get one of those window free feeders that that yeah. latch onto the window, so you can see it from the inside to see inside the feeder. And uh, so we we decided that uh, we were going to rather than like I said, I use sunflower seed all the time. Rather than use that, use that uh, one that doesn't have a hole on it. Uh, that uh, well, you can get Bill, this. Bill was talking about. Yeah, you, he sells a lot of the uh, sunflower seed that is hulled. Hulled, yeah. What do they call it? Yeah, they've got a special name for it. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, any, anyway, that doesn't leave, a, doesn't leave a, a mess there on your on your patio or whatever. And it's surprising how fast they feed it, find that. And then that thing that you gave Milton and I, you were talking about a while ago. Suet feeder. Yeah, the suet, suet cage and the feeder. It seemed like those birds that feed on that thing are not scared of being in a confined area. In other words, I know Forrest Appleton got his right out hanging on the eaves of his house, about maybe two feet away from the from the house. And you'd think it, most birds would be scared to get into that confined area, but those things that are hanging upside down when they're eating, uh, they don't seem to mind a small area. Yeah. Well, I find, too, that I've got a lot of English sparrows and I've got the white-winged doves, and uh, it's like those, those small, desirable birds and the cardinals are happy to have me come out there and the white-winged doves fly away. Uh-huh. And they all rush in. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a I finally got a chance that that human is not going to hurt me, and I'm going to get a chance to get at those sunflower seeds. And so, but uh, that suet is neat because you got orange crown warblers, uh, um, the woodpeckers, woodpeckers yeah, of course, a couple different kinds of woodpeckers. You do get a you get a few starlings. I don't get too many, but. Uh, and I'm trying to think of those little, uh, oh gosh, the wrens. Uh, oh, the wrens will come. Yeah, the wrens will come. come suit feeder, and then there's there's a couple other small chickadees. Chickadees for sure. Yeah, they're but, the ones that hang upside down. Oh, is yeah, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Tip mice. <laughs> <laughs> They'll, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, the suet is a clean, clean mm-hmm. thing too. So if you just want to hang that, and like Jerry mentioned, it doesn't take much of a and suet is one of the things, few things you can put on a, I've got one on a tree trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And you, you know, you you have to deal with the squirrels, but they're not as fond of the suet, suet as they are of the yeah. of the seed. Um, so so it usually takes a, quite a long time for the birds to get through the a suet block. But if you like, if you like me and hadn't filled your feeders up, uh, this cold weather coming in, and then another thing you can do is your uh, water uh, bird baths. Uh, they freeze. They freeze over too. So uh, make a make a habit of going out there and removing the ice ten o'clock in the morning or something like that, so the birds can get some yeah. water. And uh, even most of those days, you probably just add a little water and everything will be melted. But some some it'll be yeah that thirty hour spell spell yeah might be frozen the whole time. A, I know we used to have to go out in the mornings in Tennessee when it got really cold, and the ponds, or what we call tanks here, uh, froze over we, for the cows. We'd have to go out there and break that ice up, or uh, the cows would walk out there and fall into the ice on the pond, and then you got a serious problem. But uh, I, I guess it's the same with the birds too, because they get there's no way they can get water if 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 everything's iced over. And wa- water is surprisingly important for cold survival. Oh yeah, yeah. We forget about it. We you know the seed is important and in energy, but also water is necessary. So where will the birds protect themselves in the cold? Do they 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 go they hunker down? Well, let's see. I've got a couple of places they hunker down. They hunker down in that uh, a big a vine, a big, big vine, a thick vine I've got. You walk by and they all take off. Yeah, or, or a shrub border. Right. Any kind of thicket that you've got, they'll hunker down. Small okay. trees that are thick, like, uh, of course, they're dropping their leaves now, but the uh, Mexican plums and mm-hmm. an aqua. Oh, okay. Which is a tree that's very very thick and uh, lots of shelter and they stick close to the ground too a lot of them do because of the, the, the heat of the warmth of the soil hey we got john on the line at 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 john welcome to millburgers gardening south texas how you doing today doing good doing good ever good holiday love the weather um <laughs> Hey, uh, what's what's the good, what's the timing on airing um, escarpment cherry? Oh Lord! Uh, and what escarpment cherry? Escarpment cherry, yeah. Uh, that's a woody. You're talking about the tree, right? Yeah, yeah, the cherry tree. You know, grows in the hill country. Yeah. Well, it should drop its it's dropping its leaves now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, that's right. I, I don't. I don't think you air layer. I've never. I've never done this, and I've never heard of it being done. But uh, most most times, you're air layering things. You want there to be some active growth. Okay. So I wouldn't do it till spring. Uh, this All is, right. Uh, this is my best guess. I wouldn't do it till spring. Uh, let's say you're in the hill country, or where are you? Yeah. Yeah. West there toward Medina Lake. Oh, okay. Uh, I wouldn't do it till April. All right. So I, I, I tried it in the summer, and uh, 
it didn't work out, and then it loaded up with fire ants. I don't know what, I guess they went in there for the moisture or something, I don't know. Yeah. But um, it didn't work out, so that's why I'm trying to figure out when to try it again. So I'll wait till, you think, spring, when the, when the buds are swelling, go ahead and then set them up. Right, right. How well, long do you think I ought to leave them alone? Six weeks. All right. Six to eight okay. weeks. What are, you I'm, 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 what are we trying I'm, to accomplish? With uh, Get a well, new tree. Yeah there, you, yeah, there you go. Oh, oh just rooting. 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 Oh, I was yeah, thinking, yeah, why, yeah. why are we budding <laughs> escarpment cherry? Yeah. No, okay, we're trying rooting. to get a new tree. Okay. No, no, I'm trying to uh, get some out of the wild ones, you know, and plant them where I want them. There you go. Sounds good. I tried to get the cherries, you know, but you cannot get them. The bu- uh, birds get them before you can figure it, time it. I mean, it's not possible. I even went and took uh, a cheesecloth and put them over it. And uh, something got in there and ate every one of them. <laughs> I guess I guess the ants did or something. I don't know. Something could burrow into the hard hard seed. You know, like maybe some kind of beetle. Yeah. Oh. Well, I've seen mockingbirds get under. Yeah. And they'll quite often they'll fill themselves up before they get it very panicky. There and, you go. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's you can't. It's hard to beat Mother Nature in that picking the cherries. It don't work out. All right, well, I'm gonna give it a try. If it works, I'm gonna give you a, some feedback. I don't, I don't. I don't guess anybody sells. Uh, have you seen if you could find any for sale? Well, well, the one I did, I had to. You have to float alone to buy it, and I can't handle that. Okay. Okay. So I just figured I'd give that a try. This is just a, you know, a whim I'm doing. Okay, okay. Good luck, John. Yeah, thanks Thank for coming. You. Tell us what happens. Bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call. In fact, let's take this opportunity to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call and be a part of the show. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, inviting you to come on out and be a part of a very special event that's happening this Saturday, January 6th, from 10 to 1.30. It's Milberger's quarterly blood drive, but the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has reached out to Milberger's and said, hey, listen, we need your help on this one. Blood is in high demand and supply is short. We are in an urgent situation, so Milberger's has stepped up to the plate. Now, normally, the nursery gives you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. This time, for this blood drive, this Saturday, Millburgers will give you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you too to thank you for donating blood. But the most important thing is not the gifts. The most important thing, I guess, is the gift that you give your neighbors in South Texas. So come on out and be a part of the blood drive this Saturday, January 6th from 10 to 1.30 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. For more information, go to Millburgers 
Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside our radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 a.m., the answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m., the answer. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Some people just think they have the answers, but at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we beg to differ. With hosts like Hewitt, Gallagher, Frager, Medved, and Elder, it's clear to see who has the answers. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Dennis Frager puts our current political climate in perspective. You should have a liberal and conservative party in the United States. We need that, but leftism is destructive. And the Democratic Party is now a left-wing party, not a liberal party. Leftism is a mortal threat to Western civilization. Liberalism is not. At this juncture, if it is good for the Democratic Party, it is bad for America. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11, right before Michael Medved at 2, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. I am David Grimillion on a continuing mission to help you get your geek on. Saturday night at 11, 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Get your geek on with Dave Gramillion on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Are you an answer seeker? Join the club today. Find the link to join at the top of the page at 9.30 a.m., TheAnswer.com. When you join, you'll also be part of the birthday club. We'll celebrate your special day with a gift basket waiting for you at Southwest Exteriors, an oil change from Belden Automotive, and a 12-piece box of ganaches, truffles, creams, or caramels from Alamo City Chocolate Factory. Join today at 9.30 a.m., TheAnswer.com. Sponsored by Belden Automotive, Southwest Exteriors, and Alamo City Chocolate Factory. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else you got there? I was uh, looking at uh, some uh, an old article that was uh, published, Neil Spear published, and uh, somebody had written in about uh, do dwarf yopon hollies ever wear themselves out? We've had ours for more than 25 years, and they're getting so thin. Hmm. And this this hit home with me, because I've got uh, dwarf yopons at my entranceway to my house that are uh, about 35 years old. And they've never been trimmed back. And they stand uh, five feet tall now, five hmm. or six feet tall. 
and they're supposed to be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, a couple feet. They're small. Oh. They're Are they dwarfs. still thick? Uh huh. Are they thick? No, no. They've done just like he said uh. because they're in the shade, hmm. and uh, on on the uh, uh, east side of a, east side of a house in the shade. Real, cl- real close to the house. They're on, under the eaves of the house. And uh, so they don't bother me. I just walk around them. You know, they they not don't they cover half the sidewalk, but uh, that leaves me half anyway. Yeah. And people say, well, people won't want to come see you. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's and your benef- point is? That's a benefit. Yeah. yeah. On Halloween, the people are scared to come up and ask for candy because of the shrub growing over the. <laughs> but uh, it's about uh, Greg Grant was there telling me that uh, I should cut those back, mm-hmm. like I didn't know that I should cut those back. But uh, but anyway, uh, Neil responded that, uh, that 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 could happen, especially if you've been trimming them repeatedly to control their height. Uh, it could also happen if you had them growing in full sun originally, which I did, and if trees grew up and over them, casting heavy shade in the process, which which happened to me. Uh, and basically, he said uh, uh, that he he tried he tried to trim some back in early February, which is what I would recommend to myself before they start their flush of growth. Uh, to to encourage uh, vigorous regrowth, that usually causes a spurt of new growth, new shoots uh, that can be trained into attractive form. But it also has caused the uh, loss of a couple of plants. Yeah, that's uh, when that's, they're that big to cut them back. Yeah, and that's severely. what we we always ask. You know, how old is the plant? Yeah, and, yeah. And is it vigorous? A young plant always re- seems to respond. An older plant, it's questionable sometimes. Because I'll, I'll be taking two-thirds of the growth off. And then uh, Neil says it at uh, in a very uh, diplomatic way. He says, there are times when you just need to remodel your landscape. Oh. And that, that Neil, he, he's, a, he's a classic guy. <laughs> but, but it's surprising how good it feels when you finally make that decision. And replace the old tired plants. In other words, dig them out and put some new uh, hollies in there, dwarf you upon hollies. It improve the looks of your landscape. So I think I'll I'll do that. Get somebody to dig them, dig those. Well, if you get it, if you try to give blood and get all those discounts, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. now would be the he time. Was, he was go. working it out during the break. Uh, you had gone to the Bring summer. your old Christmas tree. Yeah. We got the $40, $40 plant down to $12. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe there's not some, not some way I can get rid of that $12. Yeah. He's still thinking. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I, I don't know if many people have that particular situation but uh, that question also indicates the the uh, adaptability and livability of 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 uh, yopon hollies i mean they don't freeze uh there's no disease that gets on them uh it's 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 our favorite plants so ho- all the hollies are 
are really tough plants to plant put in your landscape. And if you have to change it out every 25 years, that's yeah, not bad either. Yeah, I know. That is kind of tough. I was, I was hoping for 25. <laughs> you said yours were 35 years old? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're okay. You got, I, I you got your I money's worth. I was hoping for 55. Let's see. So if you paid... Uh, <laughs> We amortize that over each year. Yeah, I did pretty good on that. Yeah. And what's, what, what was Neil talking about with earthworms? When earthworms are a little too much. Oh yeah. yeah I don't. I don't know if, if that's, that's a, right or not. That's a again getting to be a bit of a controversy nowadays because we used to forever used to think if you could get earthworms to spread into new territory, that was a real desirable thing. But one of the issues is that. Earthworms convert organic material into you decompose it, and so then you get more. You get uh, more of uh, the oh CO two. Uh, oh part, yeah, and and also it changes the texture, and you do, you don't get an accumulation of organic material. So if you had earthworms, you you know you never would have had those build up in the. Soils, organic material soils, in a lot of places in the Midwest. Uh, so, so there, are, there, there's a lot of studies going on now. To should we be trying to pre- prevent earthworm spreading? Wow! So that because our agricultural lands and everything else is affected. <clears throat> so nothing is simple. Nothing is simple in nature. I thought we liked earthworms because of the castings. And well, the, in the short term, yeah, the castings are wonderful. Of course, they're good bait too. But yeah. Uh, but in the long term, if uh, getting more more of that organic material stored rather than in, into the atmosphere, or and having it accessible to plants, uh, it could be it could be a uh, undesirable effect. Huh. So it's no it's no simple. Maybe Dennis. If Dennis is listening, maybe Dennis would give us a little summary of yeah, our the, crack reporter. It's, kind of, it's kind, of, kind of an it's a really interesting issue. Our cracked up report in Austin. Mm-hmm. Reporter in Austin. Uh, Dennis is always listening. Yeah, Calvin said if he's listening, he's. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to force him into. He was giving Dennis an out in case oh. Dennis did not want to tackle the earthworm yeah. situation. <laughs> he could have said, I just wasn't listening on Sunday. Uh, uh, we got some questions in. Uh, uh, always at this time of the year uh, when when people are moving their compost around and uh, moving wood piles around, this person uh, moved a wood pile and found some huge, ugly things that look like giant grub worms. They're two to four inches long and about a half to three-quarter inch in diameter. I put them in a dish on the deck thinking that they would freeze that night, but it didn't get cold enough. <laughs> that's, that's the first time I've heard I thought he was going to put them on a dish and uh, thinking the bird was Yeah, that's what I thought, too. They stayed in the dish for two days, and the third morning they were gone. Mm. Bird got them. We have, we have a possum that comes through the yard occasionally, and I assume they became its supper. Yeah, a possum would take them, too. Yeah. Can you identify them? And uh, Forrest answered, uh, as we all answer, these are larvae of the rhinoceros beetle. They're beneficial and do no damage to your plants. 
They are normally found in compost piles or other sources of decaying organic material. So uh, that's probably what happened to them. Some some varmint got them, either a bird. I imagine, I imagine they'd be a pretty good meal for a bird. Yeah, beer, birds will pick at them and pick at them and pick at them. Yeah. A mockingbird, at least. You know. It, uh, you got another question that says, what are the roles of hybrids in vegetable production? Hybrids are the offspring of two different species. These resulting crosses are normally done for the purpose of improving some aspect of the plant, larger fruit, more fruit, fruit flavor, disease-resistant plant size, uh, larger or smaller. And other desirable characteristics. They don't have to be different species uh, to be a hybrid. Yeah, different plant yeah. Uh, type, different variety. It could be varieties. Could yeah, be, different maybe. cultivars. Yeah, not species. Uh, is it okay to plant Asian jasmine, larapi? And Bermuda grass at this time of the year, or should we wait until spring? Uh, well, this particular week, I would not plant. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if, if they hadn't figured that out after they get out there and they're planting for about 15, 20 yeah. minutes, <laughs> you just might as well let them go ahead and do it, Kevin. You know, I think I might. Natural selection. Yeah, I think I might wait till we get, yeah, till temperatures. Cleared. Yeah. I, I like your Feb- your February if if it's convenient. I don't think you'd be a, a major disaster if you planted those things after the weather warmed up. But um, and we normally would plant, I think all all year whenever the plants are available because we don't usually get a lot of cold weather. I think Frank may be our last caller of 2017. Oh no! Frank is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight. Oh no! Because it's Frank. No, yeah. no, because oh, it's our last call. 2017. Hi, Frank. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Hi. Listen, uh, I live in Holotus up in the uh, beginning of the hill country there, and uh, I'm fortunate to live on 13 acres. But you guys were talking about sanctuaries for birds uh, in the wintertime. And if anybody, you don't have to have a large amount of land to create nice little brush piles for critters uh even if you live on an acre of land and you're you're clearing brush make a little brush pile and the birds just take off and love those brush piles and even little critters like rabbits and such they just they just uh, you know gravitate right to them but what's been amazing for me is seeing how many cardinals and chickadee and and titmice all have their little homes in there it's amazing they find those uh um, uh, brush piles pretty quick, and they like to make homes fast. So anybody out there that lives on an acre or maybe more can uh, have fun building some brush piles and see wildlife just emerge. Well, you know, you, you don't even need uh, – I I agree with you, and I, I think that's a great point to make. But even if they've got a regular-sized lot, uh, just a, a thicket, uh, a, a little brush thicket or shrub thicket, uh, some of those plants that we've talked about, Yopon holly and – a lot, a lot of plants would make neat, neat thickets, and the birds benefit. And plus, they're very attractive. 
the, th- the thicket. So, yeah, great. Thanks. And the especially good. the low flying bird, yeah. right, Kevin? They make fun of me because I always <laughs> recommend that people wait until the last minute before they they prune out their dead, uh, fr- freeze killed uh, plants. And after, after the wintertime, it just gives the birds more opportunity for shelter and also to find. That, she, yeah, uh, and I. Go ahead. I totally agree. That, that, I totally agree. That's what I did. Uh, I worked and worked, and then I waited, and then built those piles. And uh, it's just, it's just, just beautiful to see the, uh, the birds just take the sanctuary in there. So anyway, that was just my little. Thank you. Uh, Great message for New Year's. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. All right, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Frank. A uh, good resolution too for other gardeners to, uh, to just uh, designate some. Small effort uh, on behalf of wildlife doesn't take much, and it can be attractive and a lot of fun. So do it. All right. Nice job, Barry. All right, well, with that, we're going to wrap up 2017. We're going to wish you and your family, on behalf of Mel Burgers, a, a safe holiday this evening and then a wonderful 2018. We'll be back next weekend. And, uh, you don't think you're going to be down tonight to watch the fireworks? Uh, Probably not. Yeah, m- I might not. Might Somebody, you got to represent us, Milton. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, again, thanks to everybody uh, for being a part of the show this year, and thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Happy New Year. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. 
Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.